0: All right. Good morning, Graham. We are back with audio this time. So um, it, we are celebrating an Auburn victory. Graham, we were, uh, I, you know, it was well documented. I was nervous, but the, the Georgia O-line and Georgia running game came through and uh, we won, covered, and got a big road victory. Yeah, man. No, uh,
1: I think, you know, you were right. Like first half, they really struggled in the run game. Things got better in the second half. Um, so, yeah, I I feel like the the concerns were warranted, but uh the the O line look looked different uh after halftime for sure. Um I think it would have been a, a little bit tighter game in the second half if they hadn't been able to establish the run the way they were after halftime.
0: Well you, pulled, you I've got some uh some of the blocking grades pulled up that you dropped in the document. And uh yeah we we were high sixties and low seventies for some of the for the O linemen. So uh what, what what do you want to talk about? Any, any individual uh grades you want to talk about here? I mean, Broderick
1: Jones, uh, you know, highest pass block grade, uh, the run block grade is is good. I think it's second among the guys that got a, you know, kind of starting st- snaps on the O-line behind uh, Warren McClendon. So, he did a really good job coming in for Jamari Sawyer, um, and Sawyer graded out well too, but uh, I think that, you know, he kind of established himself at that left tackle position, and we've talked a lot about what a luxury it would be for Georgia if someone could, could take over that left tackle spot and Sawyer could move back to guard. So I wouldn't be shocked if we saw that lineup this week against Kentucky. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, the the run block grade for Darnell Washington, too, was kind of, you know, off the charts, 79, highest on the team. Um, I think having him back has
0: helped the run game a lot as well. Yeah, I'm excited to have Broderick Jones and, and some of these guys find their natural positions. And, you know, it took us a few games last year to find our O-line. It seems to be the case this year. So, uh, with that, uh, you wanted to jump into the offensive plays first? Yes, sir. All right. Let me do this. Oops. Boop, All right. Play 21. No.
1: Yeah, so Auburn really loaded up on the run early, and I think it surprised Georgia a little bit since Auburn played a lot of soft zone last week against LSU. Um, Here you've got eight guys in the box within seven yards of the line of scrimmage. Um, You know, and I think Georgia struggled running early, and, you know, we saw kind of, you know, a a lot of, like, run-run pass on two of its first three first and tens. if you want to go ahead to the. Yeah, so here you've got this little comeback route to McConkie. Um, kind of starting, like, I, I felt like that set Auburn up for some of those deep plays later. Uh, you know, and we talk about this with Monkin a lot, kind of the layers. He'll show a secondary something and get them to bite on a double move later on. And felt like that's what he did here. But also, that's an insanely good, accurate pass on the run by Stetson Bennett. Um, so credit to him for. Like, he was very sharp in this game.
0: Um, Yeah, he played great. Yeah,
1: and then we've got another first and ten, another throw down field. Great work by Bennett and Brock Bowers. Um, Bowers absolutely burns that safety off the line. Uh, You know, I just don't think you can cover him with a safety. So, good route running uh, by Mitchell as well to sort of influence the safety. yeah, and then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm only half joking when I say Georgia should run this play, like, 20% of the time. I have zero idea how you defend Darnell Washington in that situation unless you, you know, you interfere with him. Um, he almost comes up at that ball <laughs> one-handed. But, uh, just you know, I, I'd like to see him isolated one-on-one like that more often because um, I think you either give up a pass or you you get 15 yards on a flag. Um the, yeah, Erickson and Cedric Van Praan get kind of blown up here. The Auburn D-tackle just submarine them and stopped that play before it even really started. Um, so, you know, they're kind of some of those struggles early on on the O-line that we were talking about. Um, here we've got – All right, skip the next one. Here we go. The, this is that running element that Stetson brings to the offense that, that JT doesn't. And, you know, I I'm not really behind the, like, you know – the the quarterback controversy conversation but i do think having having a quarterback with wheels changes a lot of things in the run game and gives you a lot of options and we saw that a few times on saturday and credit to Mockin for tailoring his offense to who was playing um on
0: a so side note smoke monday if he's going to play he's got to learn not to do that that's his, like that was just yeah, an, that's a nasty hit and uh yeah. You know, and I, you know, I know he's playing hard. He's probably not a headhunter, but he's just got to, you know, he's got to play better in that and tackle yeah. better in that.
1: I mean, if that doesn't hit JT in the face mask, I feel like, or I'm sorry, uh, Stetson in the, like if that hits Stetson on the side of the helmet, I feel like he may have been knocked out of that game. Um, this the- is beautiful. Zeus at fullback, Milton at running back, Bennett at quarterback. But what I really want to point out is this is actually a triple option look. Um, you see, you see Bennett and, Milton kind of coming off to the side here. So I almost guarantee you we see this down the road with a fake handoff to Zeus and Bennett coming around the outside ready to pitch or keep it in the end zone and short yardage. So it's the kind of mocking crumbs that we talk about here where he'll lay some stuff on tape to make your life hard
0: later on if you're a DC. And, I mean, call me crazy, maybe I'm having – PTSD from the the Florida game a few years ago. Those short yardage runs have not been executed particularly well, but that one sure was. And you know, they've not, yeah, yeah. So that was that was a great run, and I love to see the dive play actually work. Or uh, yeah. you know, I don't know, it's not a dive play, but you know, see that Zeus get in with it with the effort over the top.
1: Yeah, and I mean, Schaefer and Sawyer and SVP really blocked that well. So um, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, this is a carry that Milton gets earlier in the game. Um, he doesn't really read this super well. Like, if he busts that left, there's a pretty big hole between, uh, I think, the tackle and the guard there. And he's got a chance with a wide receiver out there to get a block. And,
0: yeah, know, right, possibly. Right, to- right towards that SEC logo with the whole it. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance there that that goes a very long way. Um, you know, young, young back still getting kind of. Carries and and you know getting vision. I thought he did some really good things later in the game, but that was one. I, th- I bet he wishes he could have back. Um, we talked in pregame about Auburn being susceptible to RPOs. Uh, this was a really nice read by Bennett and a good throw between the linebackers and DBs. Also, great to see Darnell back out there doing Darnell Washington things. Um, it's got to be nice as a quarterback to throw to a six seven dude with those. Arms like it's pretty impossible to miss him <laughs> out in the open field. Um, but yeah, he looked healthy, man. Uh, you know, moving well, running well. So that was nice to see if you're a Georgia fan. This, uh, yeah, man, look at McConkie like putting the moves on the DB here. Um, I told you that comeback route earlier was setting up the DB here. He puts that fake on him like he's going to come back, gets clear by five yards little bit of an underthrown ball by Stetson, but, um, right here, we cash it in for a touchdown. You've got, you've got Mitchell, um, the route running, man, like for a, a, true freshman is really impressive. Uh, I mean, that's, those are tight quarters there. He puts the move on them, makes himself an easy target. Uh, these young wide receivers really have come in and know how to run routes. And that's been a, problem a little bit at times in the past with some of George's receivers. Um, so, impressive. Uh, here you've got poor blocking by uh, by J- Jalen Johnson and Brock Bowers. Like, if you're a walk-on like Jalen Johnson is, who's getting a scholarship and, you know, getting on the field, those are kind of the plays you've got to make. I'm sure he'll get some grief in the film room for that this
0: week. Um, just that whole play got blown up, basically. Yeah, he was waiting for the guy to come to him. He's got to go engage that block and get on him It like the like, Totally.
1: Um, And then, you know, coming out second half, run game was beautiful. A lot of it had to do with Broderick Jones Uh, looking to move this edge defender here. I think we've got a reverse angle. Yeah, you see him moving that defender, you know, about three yards from left to right and sealing that block for Samir. Um, And then obviously Darnell doing his thing in the run game like always. So impressive there. But, yeah, Georgia ran it eight times in a row to start the third quarter, and I thought it was a statement that Georgia was going to run on Auburn even against the stack box, and they did beautiful work on the right side by McClendon here, uh, Bowers and Fitz as well. I just thought this line played really angry in the second half. It was a lot like the attitude we saw against Arkansas. Um, So, yeah, and then uh, this is, you know, right here a perfect ball. This is as good as you can do it. Lad McConkey, absolutely burning, folks. Um, this kid's going to have an incredible career, man. I mean, he's a complete wide receiver. Like, he's he's a technical with his routes on the underneath stuff and the meshes and the outs and the ends and the comebacks. And then he'll, you know, just burn you at the top of a route. And, you know, we we talked about uh, the Auburn corner. Uh, I'm forgetting his name now that we thought that, that Lad would burn. But three times McConkie got matched up on him. For, for big catches, two of them were those long ones down the field. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, you know, it, it's kind of reassuring to see Monk and seeing some of the things that we're seeing on tape. Um, yeah, and then right here, I thought this was kind of the biggest drive of the game. Auburn scored to make it a two-possession game. It felt like the tide was shifting. From this point forward, once it became 24-10, Georgia possessed the ball 15-28 to four zero three for the rest of the game. And they outscored Auburn 10-0. A lot of that was Zamir. And then that third and two here, I thought like this is, you know, basically mocking, you know, pardon my, pardon the phrase, but like letting his nuts hang. Um, like this is just, you know, key moment in the game. Got to have a first down. You pull something out of the bag of tricks. You let your, you know, walk on quarterback run for 35 yards. Um, it just—I trust him more in big moments than I think I've ever trusted a, a Georgia offensive coordinator to this point. Oh yeah, then, it, it
0: definitely felt like we had—we outcoached him. You know, I've, we've seen this. We everyone was to compare to previous minute, coaching staffs and it stuff, and it just felt like we were on the coaching. We had definite coaching edge, and whatever defense plan A there was, Monken had a plan B that was gonna expose him and, and move the ball and, and score points. So.
1: 100% yeah and then this is just the offensive line going to work um, on that last drive 10 carries for 64 yards and a touchdown you see the uh, all three tight ends right here get some like beautiful stuff here and then Zeus and Milton doling out punishment they ran physically always fell forward really great work by those guys in the OL and then James Cook looks like a different dude than he used to be man um, you know that's three, four missed tackles, keeping his feet, good balance. Uh, and then, like, that reverse angle, look at Lad blocking. I thought he did a great job in the run game, 84 right there, him and Bowers sealing that hole up, letting, letting uh, Cook get to the second level. And he gets to the second level makes a few guys miss. I mean, that, that's, what you, that's what you want if you're an O-line coach or an OC. Like, give, give the guys a chance to get up there against those linebackers and make some moves. Um, here you've got the offensive line missing the pickup. Zeus makes it work anyways. Dude is just a stud. Um, you know, when you see this reverse angle here, it looks like SVP was on the wrong guy. But, you know, that's why you have good five-star running backs. They'll bail you out from time to time. You know, Erickson probably should have picked up the guy. Van Pran was on. Van Pran shifts left. But Zamir, man, just leans and find these, finds these little creases and holes. Um his vision has just become phenomenal. So exciting stuff there.
0: Yeah. It was, I, you know, if you're wondering if we're still RBU, no matter what explosive or yards per plate stats you put out there, <laughs> when you put up a, a six minute or whatever drive with nothing but rushes and in Twenty thousand people see it on Twitter, and ten thousand people watch it, and, and yeah, that shows you what the dog fans want to see is run the damn ball. So I put that totally. that whole drive up, and yeah, you guys ate it up. So um, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, nice man. That's all awesome. right, um, all right. Moving to the defense.
1: So yeah, uh, Auburn comes out. First play, four players in the backfield trying to run up the middle, uh, and then the next play they tried this jet sweep. So good job reading it by UGA. One of the hardest things about facing this Georgia defense is just how well these guys run sideline to sideline. You know, that speed is really impressive against the Clemsons and the out of conference opponents and stuff like that. But even against SEC speed, Georgia has a different level of speed. Um, And then, yeah, this is that, you know, second series of the game. Auburn's up three, nothing and Jalen Carter wasn't really in much on the first series when they had some run success. And then he's here first and 10 immediately making himself known. Uh, and then, yeah, this Nakobe play on third down, just, he was great all day on Saturday, but here he read that immediately. Even if that receiver catches it on that third and short, it, I think he gets tackled short of the stick. So, um, you know, making the right play, making the right read, being in the right position and the ball falls, falls to him. Um, Yeah, so here, man, like, we all make fun of Bo Nix, right? But just watching this game and watching it back, like, he really does present a very unique challenge, and it's hard to stop him. And I think Georgia did a great job keeping him from really having any big inside run lanes and forcing him around the edges. There you saw Tyndall's speed and athleticism. Um, And then, you know, Quay Walker – was huge in stopping the run in this game. Like, look at the way he fills this is just textbook right here. Um, just you know, never, never gives the running back a chance. Comes in, slides around, fills that gap, sitting right there waiting for him, and makes a perfect form tackle. Um, so you know, that's that's like the the tape that you you put on to teach a, an eight year old pop Warner player how to play linebacker. Um, Third and four, Auburn's gonna roll this pocket like we said they would, and great job by uh, Trevon Walker. He gets the sack or the almost sack, but uh, the coverage there was just fantastic. Like we've seen a lot of teams try this rollout action on Georgia, and they they always seem to kind of beat beat the receivers. To the sidelines and take away those angles that those rollouts are designed to create. Um, they just have, they've defended that very well, both in the secondary and and with the D line this year. Um, and again, just the speed of that defense. Uh, yeah. So this is pretty nuts, right? Can your defensive end? Uh, no. Oh wait, that's a sec. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Uh,
0: <laughs> this is uh sixty-two. Yeah.
1: yeah no worries. Um, do we have fifty-one?
0: Um, I may not have 51.
1: No worries. All good.
0: But, yeah, I thought that
1: sack uh, – give credit to Adam Anderson there because he doesn't really get pressure, but he keeps that edge. And Nix looks to kind of throw that ball away. And you see Anderson jump up here on the bottom of the screen, number 19. You see him kind of jump up, and it forces Nick's to not not throw that ball, and he ends up forcing back inside. Right into that pressure. So, this D line does things to create sacks, even when they're not in the position to, to get the sack themselves. Um, and this then is, this yeah.
0: is the 63.
1: So, you've got Trevon Walker uh, playing D tackle here, which I thought was interesting. Um, and I think that was probably designed to kind of match up against some of Bonix's speed, but he's a D end, you know, um, and you see him absolutely shuck that that center and guard, whoever it was he was matched up on there, and and get pressure and, and keep Nicks from being able to throw it downfield. So, just something else that he can do. Um, here you've got Channing Tindall. He's going to read this, react, come downhill, make a tackle. Uh, this is just, like, exactly how you'd want it. Like, he's just so good, man. Um, he's really a – I mean, he's always been an athletically talented guy, but – The the way he tackles in the run game, I think, is different than what we saw earlier in his career. He was always a good blitzer, but, like, he's gotten very stout in those types of physical situations. Um, And then, yeah, Georgia looked rough in zone coverage at times. Um, Like, seeing needs to be moving in on that ball quicker, and Kendrick really can't let the wide receiver get inside of him like he does there. So Georgia got kind of lucky on this one. Um, But, yeah. You know, I I think that's something that that they'll work on this week in practice. Um, beautiful job by Adam Anderson right here. He's on the right side of your screen. He jumps inside of that defensive or of, of that tackle and you know, wraps up the running back before this play even gets going. That was always the knock, right? Can Adam Anderson hang, you know, can he hold up in the run? He played probably more snaps on Saturday than he's played all year. I think that was to deal with Nick's speed, and he did a great job, you know, both rushing the passer and defending the run, so really has turned into a complete player. Um, And then this is that uh, fourth down right before the half. I know Auburn folks wanted a flag here, but I thought this was really good coverage by Brenny. He never pulled on the wide receiver, and he timed that jump beautifully. He struggled at times in this game. He gave up some plays. Um,
0: yeah, they were targeting him for sure.
1: They were, yeah. I think they, they targeted him seven or eight times. But I thought this was fantastic work. And, you know, he's – it was kind of identical to that Clemson play that kept that game at seven points. And, uh, you know, maybe not his best game, but he was he was timely and clutch when when Georgia really needed a play out of him.
0: But he blows some um, dead up here.
1: Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, this is just beautiful work there. So he he gets his revenge for some of the pass plays over the top, and then um, more Tyndall. got Tyndall again, yeah. Just he fills this hole and stones this big this big freshman running back from Auburn. That dude is hard. Like that dude falls forward all the time. So coming in one on one and meeting him and standing him up is is pretty impressive, man. Um, he's just become a, a, such a good player. And then this is the only play of the season so far where Georgia has looked like a bad tackling football team. Um, Kirby Smart will get a lot of mileage out of that tape right there when it comes to keeping this team hungry.
0: Yep. That one That one, That one. sucked. But, I mean, yeah. those, those are the exception. Definitely the exception this year.
1: And then this was the biggest play of the game, in my opinion. You know, it was 24-10. Georgia goes, gets a field goal. Uh, Auburn has a third and four. And you get – I believe Nicoby and uh Trevon, yeah, coming in on that blitz there. Um, and you know, they basically flatten Nick's before he ever has a chance to do any of his, you know,
0: his juking and and that's throwing probably, the ball away. That's probably a four down territory if they don't get that sack. So who knows? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh our buddy Chris Marler uh, was talking about this on on Twitter yesterday. He shared a little soundbite from their podcast. But um, in the two drives after Auburn made that game twenty four to ten, Georgia held Auburn to to seven plays for negative nine yards in the next two drives, and then you know, and then they went up. They were up thirty four ten, and at that point, the game was over, right? Um, so. That, that was what I thought was dominant. I know I mentioned it before, but Georgia possessed that, you know, 1931 left in the game. Auburn makes it 24-10. Georgia's time of possession was 1528 to 403 from that point out. So when we needed that run game and, and wanted to run clock and keep the ball that they were able to do it late.
0: Well, Graham, it was an awesome game. I mean, I was certainly well documented my my fears, and some of them were there in the first half. But the defense never really had it in doubt. Even if you, even if the run game never gets going, you know, we that offense was, you know, is it was probably honestly that was our best game. I, you know, I felt like the Clemson game was an awesome game, but we really didn't move the ball. Yeah, uh, that that was certainly you know, and it's easy to, to look at the stats from you know Vanderbilt and Alabama, Birmingham, and you know even South Carolina, but that was. Far and away, our best performance. Um, it bumped our uh, season success rate almost to fifty percent, which is sort of my goal for this offense to be nice. And, and so we're trending up. We got another um, undefeated matchup in game day coming this Saturday. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if how many of our our watchers or and followers are surprised at Kentucky, but I know you and I are not. We thought that they would definitely yeah. compete to be the second best team in the East, and here they are. We called the Florida upset, I believe this off season. So yeah. Pat's going yeah. back for that. <laughs> so, all right. With that, we're short and sweet today. Uh, you're, we're on the clock today is our daytime shows, but please follow dog out West. Uh, he's Graham at, and I am Josh dog underscore stats on Twitter. Please subscribe, leave reviews, interact. We love the comments we're getting. And, uh, we'll be back later this week with a Kentucky preview and, uh, and, and also, and and we need we'll need a
1: a big stat update from you on our Kentucky preview to to kind of I'm curious where everything stands nationally. I know we're in a hurry today and don't have time to go through it, but
0: I can tell you uh, that their 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 net yards per player in the top uh, I think he's their 11th and stuff, but their defense is not as good as I think the stats would tell you. I think they're allowing 47 percent success rate. So I think um, I, I'm I'm not this is this game is not near as concerning as the Auburn game. Ironically. I, I would agree. So far, I'm
1: I'm excited for the, the Thursday preview. Um, but yeah, man, I know you got to run. I know I got stuff to get to. So thanks for uh, thanks for getting this this out with me real quick this morning. And uh, appreciate you guys for watching. And hope you guys have a great day. Hope you have a great day as well, Josh. All right, go dogs, go dogs.